How are we going to reduce the reflected sound of underground spirits now, Francine? <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Truth Shall Make Ye Fret, a podcast in which we're reading and recapping every book from Terry Pratchett's Discworld series in chronological order. I'm Joanna Hagen Young. And I'm Francine Carroll. In a distant and second hand set of dimensions, in an astral plane that was never meant to fly, the curling star mists waver and part. Brief albatross interlude. I can definitely say that it's had a huge impact on me through the ways it must have shaped my thoughts and my sense of humour and my writing. And partly because I did feel like it was a very constant companion and in the shit times and and that is a big thing. I don't think I've ever not enjoyed or felt better having read a Pratchett book. If you're only going to read one series of books, it's not a bad one. It covers a lot of genres. I mean, yeah. you've got police procedural, there's Shakespeare parodies, straight up Good. horror. And I like that some of them are kind of, what if this entire concept comes to the disc world, like mm-hmm. rock music or films. Shopping malls. And then some of them are smaller, individual, like, I'm going to straight up parody this one thing from popular culture. It doesn't matter if it has any grounding in reality. <laughs> the luggage, our darling little chest on the dear little legs with the terrifying teeth, is uh, threatening to push Rincewind into a river. And then he kind of justifies it in interesting times. He then mm-hmm. turns that into a really interesting allegory for Sovietism and... Yeah, Sovietism and the Cultural Revolution at the same time, yeah. Yeah. I'm misusing the word allegory again, I think. I know I looked it up when Isn't we were that doing... like one of the ancestors of a T-Rex? No, that's an alligator. No, it's an Allosaurus. <laughs> I just, I have a really specific type and it's holding a sword. <laughs> How about a scythe? Segway. Segway. <laughs> Two. Equal Rights, which is like book three. Mm. And some of the way the men speak to women in it and you can tell these things he's watched I mean and he noticed yeah. seeing it and seeing it for what it was and then wanting to write about it I'm sorry I didn't mean to take it into an area that would give you a, a conniption I mean I'm always on the verge of conniption it doesn't take <laughs> white supremacists to make me conniped you've made quite a few more political and sociological points than I have that is a very polite way to call me a social justice warrior and I appreciate it if I'm gonna do a bit you have to be like be up on your paleontology dude I don't know if the book ever says mandibles, but I feel mandibles are strongly implied. Yeah, I'm inferring mandibles throughout, whether or not they are explicitly mentioned. Yes. I get the feeling that he was actually one of Pratchett's favourites to write. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing apart from the joy he seems to take in the little details and the dialogue. Which is a shame. I feel like more characters could have been thrown to lions. Jesus. The strangest thing is that so I have an iPhone, which means in the music thing, it will also... <laughs> And on that, dear listeners, don't let us detain you.